Welcome to Work, Play, Obsession, a podcast about life and jiu-jitsu, where each week we'll be taking a look at the latest competition scene results, as well as interviews and roundtable discussions about the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and self-defense. Don't forget to go to workplayobsession.blogspot.com for in-depth news and analysis, as well as bonus training techniques. Welcome back to Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu, and welcome to 2017. So it's been a while since my last recording. I think I recorded prior to the new year. Took a little bit of a break, new year, first podcast, happy to be back, Um, excited. I got a lot of stuff planned out for the year, not only through the podcast, but also competitions, seminars, and visiting to some other academies. So 2017 is shaping up rather nicely. Uh, So so where have I been uh, since the end of the year? Um, it took a lot of time to myself, to my training, to put a lot of focus on uh, setting goals for myself for the year. And not only that, but to, to start the year off right with a, with a focused priority of effort for training. I realize a lot of times people go into training and they say, I'm just going to do the lesson for the day, the drills, and then I just want to roll. And people start rolling, sparring without a focus to what they're trying to do. They're either trying to survive or they're just trying to submit really without a, 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 a general plan or progression. So what I decided to do is I said, hey, I realize I have a, a, a weakness in defending from the back and defending from uh, the bottom of cross side. And I told myself, I'm going to focus on this for the month of January. And, and that's where I've been. I've been so focused on um, focusing on two escapes from bottom cross side and one main escape plan from escaping the back so doing that i had a lot of uh, i would say success as i sit back and look at the data but then the interesting thing about jujitsu that came into my mind and i was telling someone this story earlier today is my focus on the first escape from the back we're talking specifically led me into another submission now at first, I didn't really notice this because I was rolling with uh, some newer guys or some less experienced guys, let's call it that, and, and, and the escapes began to work, but I wasn't doing a, the technique 100% properly, and I wasn't really realizing the danger I was putting myself in because the, the less experienced grappler didn't, grappler didn't really understand or take advantage of the transition that was presented to them. So anyway, let me run you through the scenario. I had my the traditional back escape getting your head down to the mat, bridging, and then working, working your hips out or keeping your hips up and working your, your shoulders to the mat. Anyway, what that led me to do is being so focused on the back escape, I was giving up the transition to the arm bar. I probably didn't realize this until about the second week of January. And I was like, man, my back escapes have increased probably 30%. Uh, at all levels of people I was rolling with. And then I started to realize, man, I'm getting hit with a lot more arm bars now. Arm bars from guys transitioning from the back. And I thought, you know what? That is the beauty of jujitsu. You look and you realize you're focused on one thing and you, you, you get better at one thing, but there's always another challenge. And, and 
at the end of the month of January, that was probably my biggest takeaway. And now I'm almost focused on, I'm not going to say I'm focused on arm bars because I arm bars escapes. I realized it was a flaw in my execution of the technique of the back escape that led to the arm bar. So it wasn't that I just couldn't, um, I have to focus now on arm bar escapes. No, I'm continuing to focus on the proper execution of the technique. Anyway, all that explanation leads me to say, when you go to train, train with a purpose. Have a focus and say, hey, this month, this week, uh, these two weeks, I'm going to focus on X. And I'm going to do this come hell or high water. I'm going to fight my ego. I'm going to fight the the urge to see that glaring triangle right there. And I'm going to continue to go for, you know, the arm bar. Or I see that I have the, the attempt to set up my, my favorite uh, sweep from my strong side, but I'm going to let that go because I'm going to focus on going to my weak side. Those are the big things for me this year is focusing on these holes, uh, which I have many and getting better at those things, which will of course only lead me to the next thing, which when you turn around and look back a year later, you see how much progress you made. So I spent the last month doing that. Uh, and it's been really interesting. Um, what else? So, also, I turned 40 this year. It's the beginning of the year. My uh, my early January baby I turned 40. Technically, I guess I'm Master 3 now or something like that from the uh, IBJJF standards If I'm when I'm looking at uh, competing at Masters this year and hopefully uh, New York Open in April. So, so, what's come along with that? Well, I sat down with some guys and I said, what part of turning 40 should I really look at and think about uh, changing my perspective on jiu-jitsu? My approach to training, my approach to, to rolling, my approach to, to, to all those items. And I realized, one, what I already discussed, I have to go into training with a particular focus and use that focus to prevent me from just rolling uh, haphazardly, if you want to call it that, or, or just rolling and possibly creating scenarios where uh, uh, I'm going to get myself uh, injured and some focus on things that as I get older will be more beneficial to my training and to my success uh, on the mats. But let me hit on one thing I, I just mentioned because I was thinking about it earlier, but turning 40 uh, highlights the ability, the, the requirement to not just train uh, haphazardly in your rolling, right? So erratic, erratic rolling oftentimes leads to injury. As you say, hey, I am focused on this particular goal, you, you don't really focus on those scrambles, right? So a guy that's just rolling to roll, looking for the submission, looking for uh, that stress-free, I choke somebody out today, I feel better about myself, uh, oftentimes will not give up on a scramble will not give up on a bad position because they're going to try to fight out with it more than likely without technique. Um, I realize that that's not for me anymore. Um, I have no issue conceding position uh, unless I'm training for a competition, which is a different subject, and working out of that position. And I have no intent on fighting through a long series of movements or some wild scramble which could potentially put myself in a position to get injured. 
Um, that's just one of those new things I picked up for the year. And it's, it's just, it's my perspective. It's not for everyone, but for those personnel or those people that are getting up in, in years, uh, something that you may want to take into consideration. Be more willing to concede, especially if you're talking about a uh, wild scramble with those young, super hyper white belts and work out of the next position. What does that mean, right? So I'm working through a, a wrist injury right now. I am willing to concede with a, a say, 70% resistance, at least so my training partner gets the benefit. I am willing to concede the pass to my injured side so that I don't post back on that hand or that elbow, but then I will just fight out of the cross-side position. I will, I will fight out a bottom cross-side, which is a position most people need to train from anyway. So I'm taking the injury, using it to my advantage, and preventing myself from being injured by letting my ego uh, force me to continue to battle this position. Just another thing I'm focused on, another thing I wanted to bring up. That leads me to my next point. Recently, uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, training buddies, we created a, a, a group on Facebook of uh, personnel over the age of 40 who want to share ideas, share experiences, and continue to work and train safely as we uh, continue to age. Meaning, taking a step away from the, the, the younger folks and training at our pace um, to our comfort level and not feeling like uh, we have to quote unquote keep up with the younger folks. So what does that mean to me? That means to me, uh, one of the first conversations I have with them is looking at uh, closed guard, right? So slowing down uh, the, the movement and the agility of the younger grapplers, working a lot more from closed guard, shoring up your ability to defeat uh, the Toriando pass, right? Because we know that the younger, more agile competitors um, like to use that to try to run around us or outmaneuver us older folks. So working on defeating that Toriando pass. And, and, and third, and most importantly, um, which, is, which was my secret, but I'm going to put it out here t- today for those who are listening, um, working on uh, emphasizing our ability to work to the off, our offhand side, meaning to our, our non-dominant side. Because what I've noticed, and I've been doing this as well since uh, January 1st, so about a month and a half, I have uh, the majority of the time been working from my weak side. So what, what have I observed? I've observed, and most people have probably observed as well, for the majority of uh, uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners, working to someone's weak side brings them down about one belt level. We always say it in jest when training, but it's, it's a fact. I've literally observed people give 90% of their effort not defending or attempting to defend a pass to the offside, just trying to get you to go to their dominant side. People will give up advantageous positions or make ridiculous, I'll use the word ridiculous mistakes, in order to simply try to get you to their dominant side. It's almost comical if you focus on setting up a pass to your non-dominant side and simply observe the reaction of the guy or gal that you're rolling against. 
and I'm, I've told um, this group of uh, over 40 that they should focus on learning from that non-dominant side first. Because what that essentially does is it will reduce some of the time, some of that speed advantage, because it takes people time to mentally process what is going on. Like I said, this isn't going to work for everybody because the, the, the better the, the grappler is, the more proficient they will be on their non-dominant side because that is part of, uh, of the process of learning and of becoming um, better. But for the average person, working to that non-dominant side will definitely slow them down. I'm the same way, right? So I started doing this because I had a couple of people that started to only pass on my non-dominant side. And as I began to try to counter their passes and stuff like that, I realized that the gap between my dominant and non-dominant side was so large that I had to make a concerted effort at fixing that, reducing the gap between those capabilities. So that's the other thing I threw out there to the guys. And that's one of those things I, I hope they take the time and take advantage to make that effort. I only throw it out there. It's up to the individual to pursue it. Obviously, you're, you're once you start grappling, you say, oh, I'm trying non-dominant. I'm trying it. I usually beat this guy, but now I'm not winning because I'm focusing on training my non-dominant side. Forget this. I'm going back to my dominant side so I can uh, tap some people out today. I got it. It happens. I've done it. Um, so I, I don't blame you. But in the long run, it is it is to your advantage to uh, take your focus and stay with that focus. Just a thought. Um, short discussion for today. I'm just happy to be back in the booth, so I call it. Back on the on the mic and back to have you back listening to the podcast. So. I'll say uh, happy 2017 or whatever, uh, however you welcome in the new year. It's a little late to be saying new year at this point anyway. Um, looking at the New York Open in April. Um, so if anybody else is planning on going out there, you'll definitely definitely look me up, do an interview, get you on the podcast. Um, and that, that's about it for today. So until next time, keep grinding and work hard. Ow. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu, and download our next episode. Also, feel free to visit our blog at workplayobsession.blogspot.com. There you'll find photos, videos, in-depth analysis, and more often than not, weird ramblings from yours truly. Up oh, until next time, keep grinding, train hard.